0: everybody uh welcome back to another edition of the golf guide podcast uh, i got a good one for you today I'm going to be talking to my good friend jess Stemac and just want to give you guys a little bit of a heads up there were a few uh recording and audio difficulties uh as we were recording this one you'll notice at some point my sound gets a little bit louder uh that was something kind of getting self-corrected on the uh on the amplifier so sorry about that and then also Just generally speaking, we recorded this one late last night in the wee hours of Monday night, and uh, I had a long day, so I I was struggling to get my energy going, but luckily, Jess picked up the slack and really brought it home. So thank you very much again to Jess, Uh, and without taking any more of your time, let's get into it with another episode of the Golf Guide Podcast. All right. Oh ladies and gentlemen, it is fantastic to be back, not just with you, but with my good friend blogger extraordinaire Mr. Jess Stemac Boat. welcome back. It is good to have you. How are you, sir? it's <laughs> oh, incredible. Did it, I, I don't, this was actually totally not even uh, premeditated before the podcast. Rewatched one of the old scary movies, scary movies, you know, the other day, which was phenomenal. I know it's originally a Budweiser thing, but it just was really good to actually hear that one more time in like a couple days span. Oh,
1: fantastic. I, uh, no, that's, oh, that is, I, I, I don't know. I, it, just, it just came to me. It just, just, it
0: just came. <laughs> this is not premeditated. This, this is all just the, the, the emotions of this podcast just really get to us, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes we just can't help ourselves. Um, oh, this, this has been a exceptional week. I have not had an opportunity to talk to you since golf's reckoning happened, since we all actually saw Jesus come back to life. We, we basically got Easter a week early watching the man himself come back from the dead in front of our very eyes at Augusta National Golf Club. This has been an emotional week for me, but we're going to get to it a little later in the podcast, but first of all, how, how have you been processing life? you know, BT, you know, after Tiger, how, how, how do you feel?
1: Still, you know, it's, I mean, it's probably for a lot of us, uh, you know, remembering the 97 win with, uh, the, the moment he shared with his dad, um, afterwards, I, I was, I, I cried like, the, like, like eighteen in Like I, I, when he hugged his son, I just lost my shit. I was just like, it it was just like, I haven't cried that hard in a long time. It was, uh, boy, I was emotional. Uh, it just brought back a lot of memories. You know what I mean? A lot of memories from, from taping, taping every masters from like late eighties to, to late nineties with your dad, you know, just like just raw emotion. It was, it was unbelievable. And, um, definitely one of the greatest comebacks in sports history uh to come all the way back and put on a green jacket it was i'm still getting choked up about it it was was
0: that special to to witness you know what i mean i'd hey i completely hear you brother i I would be lying to you if i said i was not that exact same way and but like for me it's it's gotten to the point where like tigers win has just given me so many good vibes i feel like nothing else in my life can go wrong like as an example I was watching the Warriors blow a 31-point lead in the playoffs just one day after Tiger won the Masters. And normally, my reaction would be to get frustrated and confused as to why this seemingly perfect basketball team would lose after being ahead by several dozen, you know, multiples of dozens of points. And they they blow this lead. And within a minute of the game being over, I thought about Tiger winning the Masters. And I actually didn't care anymore, and that and that has carried over to several aspects of my life to the point where Tigers win has given me just so much positivity. I just feel like nothing really can go wrong. Has, has it had the same oh, euphoric effect on your life as well?
1: That 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 loss it didn't bug me. I yeah. really <laughs> lose the series. I was like, I literally just that was it, it, gone uh i was i was like you said i was still on cloud nine i yeah. I, I mean i could care <laughs> yeah. I, I that loss didn't bug me yeah, exactly
0: <laughs> which is funny because i had so many buddies call me like dude what the hell's up and i was like you obviously did not watch golf yesterday <laughs> I, I, i'm i really yeah. sorry i'm yeah. sorry for you uh, you you <laughs> carry about a fir- you care about a first round loss right now oh, Get over man. It. jesus well anyway all right i could talk about Here's the thing: If we're not careful, we could basically just do another hour and a half on Tiger's win at the Masters this week for the podcast. But I have a couple other things I want to touch on you. Then I actually want to go back and do like a little segment with you and kind of like what we're thinking about Tiger's win now that we've actually had a couple days to process everything. That is going to come up uh, towards the let's put it let's divide the podcast into threes. That'll be the last third of the podcast. But first, I want to dive in to a little bit of news with you, my friend. Um, on the on the professional front, a man who has been Around the golf scene for a while, this guy is actually a member of the vault, you know, vaunted class of two thousand eleven, which includes other golfers by the names of Speith, Thomas, Schaufler, or Chauffler, however Xander says his last name. Yeah. Uh CT Pan, one of the best collegiate golfers of this century, wins the RBC Heritage Classic coming from behind to beat Dustin Johnson, who was in the final pairing. Boat, as a man who has played a uh, had a wonderful collegiate golf career, what are your thoughts on the University of Washington stud, C.T. Pan, getting his first professional victory?
1: It was only a matter of time. Right? Right? Okay. Uh, sometimes it just takes you guys uh, a little bit longer to, to to get the sea legs out there. Uh, but the guy, he's a really good player. Uh, this won't be his only win. Uh, I saw a thing where he was almost not going to play that week. He was not going to play Heritage,
0: and That's I'm so crazy pretty sure he's he, he's happy he did. I I certainly would hope so. Yeah, that would be <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, it's it's pretty crazy, man. Um, you know, it was I was reading a really interesting article. I believe it's put it by Mr. Ryan Lavner. I think it was on Golf.com, and I think he did, might have done a special for it on Golf Channel as well. I don't know if you saw it, but this class of 2011, like I had mentioned, um, I, I believe it's the high school class of 2011. Which, again, included C.T. Pan, uh, Xander Schauffele, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas, Allison Lee, Lexi Thompson. I mean, it, it's crazy how many you know people are graduating around this time. Um, and it's interesting uh, that it took C.T. Pan so long, but really the, the, the point that Ryan was trying to make in his article is that it's pretty crazy how we've just sort of expected so many of these guys to start winning at like 22 or 23 years old and that C.T. Pan winning his first tournament at age 27 is a lot more reminiscent of what we've always seen in golf up until like the last oh, ten sure. years, which uh, which is crazy. Yeah. It, it kind of reminded me of how unrealistic my expectations seem to be when there's a new up and comer uh, uh, on tour. It's craziness.
1: Yeah, we've been we've been kind of uh,
0: spoiled with seeing these young guys win and win in bunches.
1: Um, but yeah, it's, it's we we are we're, we're putting too much uh, too many expectations on.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely crazy. So, uh CT Pan, congratulations my friend. I know you are absolutely not listening to this podcast, but we are going <laughs> to wish you a hearty congratulations anyway, man. That uh, is a wonderful win. Um did did you take anything away from Dustin Johnson playing pretty poorly on Sunday with a lead? Maybe maybe a little bit of
1: fatigue. Uh Yeah. I don't know. I I, I I'm not going to read too much into
0: it. No. I I mean my my instinct is to just write it off cuz I mean that that thing has there ever been an a, a tournament at Harbortown that the golf world has paid less attention to than <laughs> <laughs> this last weekend's Ooh, RBC Heritage? Uh
1: maybe 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 in 97 or oh, okay. uh maybe maybe in 2004 after Phil won. Yeah. But uh no, I I it, it, I am I'm, I'm guilty. I'm yeah, guilty. Exactly.
0: Uh, I watched I, I watched maybe I, about I, I 12 did, minutes of this tournament over the weekend.
1: I, I'm guilty. Yeah. No doubt. I mean, I watching watching that final round instead of the Warriors uh, was an, an afterthought.
0: Uh, I, I'm guilty. Yeah, yeah. Likewise. Which again, it, it's kind of crazy. I, I do wish they could switch up this tournament uh, a little bit because this is one of the really cool golf courses the guys on tour get to play. It's uh, you know just like Austin Country Club. It's one of the I think yep. the only other course on tour that they play regularly. That's at or under 7,000 yards, um, you know, it's and it, it would be a lot of fun to watch a full-field event at Harbortown. And so hopefully, you know, I obviously wish the Tiger would repeat. You know, I want him to repeat and defend his title at Augusta next year. But, yeah. man, if I am the tournament director at the Heritage – I'm just hoping for some really sloppy Charles Schwartzel type victory, you know, for the Masters next year to get everybody refocused on my golf tournament. So, let's just hope that that does not happen.
1: It's, it's a tough. It's a tough slot, man. No one wants to follow a major. Yes,
0: um,
1: no. it, it, I could. I mean, it would be nice to to see it, maybe at least be considered for a uh, a playoff venue. Yeah, that's actually um, that's a good point maybe the maybe the the opening the opening playoff um because i've been there It really is a neat neat golf course um and as you as you saw on the leaderboard it brings in a wide variety of uh players
0: absolutely yeah i'm actually i was, I was pretty impressed with uh how strong that field was uh given the fact I, it was, that it was... it was
1: i went i went back and looked and i i was too yeah. um it was a really strong field, yeah. and I think that probably is a pretty good indicator that the players really like that place. Absolutely,
0: 100%. And it, it
1: probably, probably deserves a little bit more premier slot schedule-wise.
0: Absolutely, 100%. Oh, look at that. Got my sound all fixed. All right, Um. now that we've brought up and we've talked this RBC Heritage, it's time to really get down to business. One of the most unique tournaments on the calendar is coming up this weekend at the Zurich Classic. It is the only team event that we get every year on the PGA Tour that's not the President's Cup or the Ryder Cup. Um, And this is a chance that we get to see some of these pros. They get to team up with someone of their choosing. So they get to play a team event. It's going to be uh, best ball on Thursday and Saturday. It's going to be alternate shot on Friday and Sunday. And there's going to be a cut where the top 35 teams plus ties make the cut to play on the weekend. Um, I might just let you lead it off here, man. I I think the most uh, intriguing thing we could do is just preview and look at a couple of these teams that we're really going to have our eyes on. Because there are a few teams in this Zurich Classic that are eye-poppingly awesome that I am wildly excited to watch. But you know what? Well, I can, I, I I can per- imagine we're yeah. on the same page. Yeah, I, I, I would prefer you to kind of take us down this uh, take us down this trainer unless you don't have the list in front of you, which case I can kind of lead you. But uh, I, I would say g- give me all the guys you're looking forward to watching this weekend, Boat. Uh,
1: I'm definitely looking forward to watching Kyle Stanley and Tony Pino. Mm-hmm. Uh Two guys in really good form. Um, another really cool team is obviously J.B. Holmes and Bubba Watson. Uh okay that's going to be really cool to watch, especially during the best ball. Absolutely. Portion. 100%. Um, our guy, Kiz, he's paired with his longtime buddy, Scott Brown, from which, South Carolina Aiken. Uh, yep,
0: which is, uh, which is phenomenal. They,
1: they finished second two years ago and were the 54-hole leaders last year. Uh, probably my, my my most favorite team is David Duvall and Jim Kirk. Yes. Uh, is, that, is that not incredible? I mean – it's so great. If, if my guy devolved and in fear can make the cut, that'd be so great. <laughs> and I, I guarantee these is probably a couple of our favorite pairings. Uh Pat Perez, Jason Duffner. Oh. Uh, that's that that is just a special, special two man team.
0: Can, can I ask uh, you a question? Is and, is, is there a yeah. is there a pairing saltier and perhaps <laughs> more unlikable than Patrick Reed and Patrick Cantley?
1: there's certainly not a pairing with more straighter
0: Bills. <laughs> oh, I, cannot, I can't believe those two guys end up getting paired together. They both seem like genuinely miserable people to hang out with. I feel like Patrick Reed <laughs> and Patrick Canley, both of those guys, tough hangs. I, I feel like they would both yeah. be a tough hang. Yeah, they're going to be a hard fall. Hashtag Ooh. hard fall. <laughs> um, another, another
1: cool team, uh, Blue Weekly and Colton Nose. Oh, okay. Uh, two body doubles it's gonna be hard to tell them apart absolutely um Nick watney Charlie hoffman-hmm yep be so cool so. to see watney um, he's been playing pretty decent this should' be cool to see uh them play well
0: now is um, is Nick watney a, a southern california guy as well
1: no he's uh he's a davis guy davis guy okay davis Interesting. Dickson played uh played president for his uncle. Okay, so he's so he's, um, he's
0: a California guy. So we got Charlie Hoffman, Nick Watney right. from respective you know yep. regions of California. I yep. do like that. The California couple. Another, Perfect.
1: Cal- another California guy, Brandon Steele, playing with uh, Luke Donald. Um, you got a bomber and a precise guy. I actually Donald hasn't been playing a lot, but uh, I, 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 they would be they would be a team. I would think this would be a, a team to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brooks Koepka is playing with his brother Chase. Yep which should be interesting. You get some guys in here that probably wouldn't get into a tournament unless they were this type of field. And like 100%. Davis Flood's son is playing with them.
0: So. Now, correct me if I'm uh, wrong. I, hasn't, I don't expect it. Hasn't Brooks been playing with his brother Chase for this event for like all three years that's been happening so far?
1: Oh, I don't know. Huh. I, I, I don't I, know about that. We, we,
0: we absolutely do not fact-check here on the Golf Guide podcast. That is a pledge that we have made <laughs> to our listeners since day one, and I'm not going to start now. <laughs> But my gut tells me yeah. that the Kepka brothers have been playing together for multiple years in this event. Um, okay, cool. Uh, I like that There's a lot of South African, just just South African steel coming into this tournament. You got Ernie Els and Trevor Immelman together, and then right below him, yeah. you got the Woo's. You got Louis Oosthuizen and Charles Schwartzel together. Uh, I like yep. that. I, I, th- th- those teams are going to be fun to watch. I- I'm glad to see uh, Big Ern back just back in the field. I mean, I I know he's not super competitive, but I still like watching that golf swing. He's had, he's had some
1: good finishes, um, mainly on the European tour, uh, and some smaller events, but Mm -hmm. I I expect them to do fine. Uh, and then we got our buddy Hark Nation, uh, Chico State Wildcat Brian Harkin's playing with Joel Dahman. Yes. Uh, Joel Dahman's actually been playing pretty good. Park hasn't gone off to start like he did last year. Um, but it's ball. Some guys are, some guys really enjoy basketball, you know, probably guys that grew up playing team sports and they really, really miss that atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know I do, uh, t- team golf is, uh, is, is, is an absolute
0: blast. hundred percent agree. I know that. I think that's why I'm so excited is that it, not only is it just a different format, but I know it's like from like, you know, I've only, I only made it as high as high school golf. I know you played collegiate golf, but like, I love team golf. Like it holds a very near oh. and dear place to my heart, but like it's just so much fun and to watch these guys get to do it, the guys who are the best in the world. This is a very yeah. I, I don't know. I am relishing the opportunity to watch this because I don't get to see it that often.
1: Very underrated.
0: Very, very strong. Um What do you think about the uh the guys in the very top, the the, the two star studded groups of Jason Day, Adam Scott, so the the boys from down under forming one team? And then I found this to be interesting uh European Ryder Cup teammate team of Sergio Garcia and Sir Thomas Fleetwood. What what do you expect yeah, out of those groups? Pretty, that's a That's a pretty good team. Whew. Uh
1: and uh I, I re- I'm really disappointed in uh, um I just I, I think we need to keep the lines clear um <laughs> especially when John Rahm is a
0: Formable photo from the Ryder Cup. Is, is, is John, oh yeah, John Rom is playing with Ryan Palmer.
1: We don't need John Rom getting any team play confidence, Mr. Palmer.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that would uh, that would not be good for the rest of golf. Um, but, of course, really we didn't appreciate we, that. we buried the lead. The defending champions, Billy Horschel and Scott Piercy. Do these guys have any chance to repeat, Boat?
1: Uh, Piercy played well this weekend, besides absolutely... Flubbing a chip. Uh, One of the like three holes I did watch this weekend. He had an extremely basic up and down uh, on hole number nine. Uh, Was trying to fly it like seven yards. Will it like three feet? Um, Literally, the ball just like, he literally flubbed it. Uh, I I was like, I was, if I'm in in the van, pan away, pan away. (laughs)
0: Uh, It was hard to watch. That, it's not ideal. Not, not ideal what at all. What was the
1: guy, what was the guy's name? It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, he was, that was his real job in life, but he did the producer job in Tin Cup. Um, he had a great nickname. They nicknamed him the Ayatollah. The
0: Ayatollah.
1: Um, <laughs> he was like a producer. He was like a producer for CBS Golf for like 40 years or something. Huh. Oh, I think it's Frank Tricinian.
0: It does sound familiar.
1: Worth, worth a Google. Okay. Worth a Google. What's his but name again? I would, if I was Frank Tritian, I think his last name is Tritian. Um, He's got the... He's got the, he just had, In 10 cups, he just had a tuft of white hair. Uh, I, I got a great visual of him in, in my mind right now. um, But... I, if I'm in that, if I'm in that uh, van and I'm producing, I just go pan away
0: immediately because they stayed on him <laughs> for like seven <laughs> seconds <laughs> after he hit the shot. Just watching the life disappear from his face, and just like
1: <laughs> questioning everything about golf. Oh man, that is phenomenal. Oh man. All right.
0: With that note, Scott Piercy. I, so, would, uh, I hope sorry, you don't do it. in
1: form. Horshol has been in decent form, uh, and, and Piercy.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could be one of those things where they, they teed up on Thursday and am like, oh, yeah, we're pretty good together at this. Week. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, yeah, we could do this again. Um, Perfect, man. All right. To the second third of our podcast. Now I have some more news for everybody, but this one's not necessarily going to be a, a professional golf-based. It's a little more travel-based Um, here on the Pacific Coast, which, is, you know, as you know, is the region uh, of golf that we cover. A uh, a familiar golf course to many golf fans, Chambers Bay, up in University Place in Pierce County, Washington, just south of Seattle, host of uh, Jordan Spieth's triumph at the U.S. Open. Uh, back when he used to be really good at golf. Um, in the worst three wood of all time. <laughs> worst three wood of all time, only to be Off a tee. Out, yeah, only to be outdone by Dustin Johnson's immaculate play on the seventy-second hole. Um, um, incredible. Anyway, if you guys don't know. Chambers Bay has actually been closed for the past seven months, and just last week reopened for the 2019 golf season after they made one change to the golf course boat. uh, It took them seven months to do it. Based on what you know and what you've seen at Chambers Bay, do you want to take any guesses as to what they were working on?
1: I think they probably redid the greens.
0: (laughs) Amazingly enough, you have... Just answered the million-dollar question absolutely correct. They have ripped out those f- infamous fescue greens. They are gone, a thing of the past. And they have rebuilt and redone them so they are full Poana greens at, uh, a, at a very, very meager cost of $230,000 to the taxpayers of Pierce County. Uh quarter million dollars well spent, I say. That's it? That's it? So it costs $230,000 to redo all the greens and uh and re them into poa, uh and, and rip out all the fescue. Did
1: the people don't? Did the people donate the labor?
0: <laughs> I, 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 this I do not have information on. I just got the figure back. Uh, I can't remember. You know, I probably should be citing. Uh, it was a reputable
1: two hundred two hundred thirty thousand dollars per green. Two
0: hundred thirty thousand
1: dollars. like did they use a Groupon? Well... That's
0: fantastic! <laughs> well, my question is, if they were just going to rip out the the grass and then re it. What do you does even if they're just doing that does that still seem really really low? Yeah, it's a labor.
1: It's yeah. it's time intensive and it's not like they're they're bringing some guy off a of Craigslist to do it. I mean, the person overseeing this operation is at the very top of his field. I can absolutely
0: guarantee that. Interesting. Hmm, maybe they did have volunteers or maybe they did have multiple Groupons. Perhaps they bundled a Groupon I, I, <laughs> and a golf guide certificate together to somehow find them. I, I don't I don't know. I I, I just have $230,000. Maybe, maybe,
1: maybe Washington is just that cheap.
0: Oh, my God. You might be right.
1: <laughs> I, I got to believe that's <laughs> million dollars in California.
0: <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I don't know about you. Have you played Chambers Bay before? I have not. Oh, okay. I, actually, I am very excited with A week from tomorrow, a week from Tuesday, I will be teeing it up at Chambers Bay for the very first time. So I will come back with a full field report uh, for hopefully a midweek podcast next week, but I I will let you know how those Poa Greens are rolling.
1: Yeah, I had a uh, college teammate who is now the assistant coach at New Mexico. He played there like two months before the Open, Uh I want to say. And uh, he's like, hey, dude, I played Chambers. And I'm like, and? He's like, um, so I'm still playing pretty good. He's like, I shot 82 and hit it good. He's like, the course is <laughs> stupid. He's like, the greens are so bad. <laughs> so I'm glad they, I'm glad. Obviously, they knew if they wanted any chance of posting anything relevant again they weren't going to survive the backlash from those
0: terrible games. No, 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 uh, no. Gary player was going to make sure that, uh, the powers of being knew that that was not going to be acceptable in the state that it was, but, uh, Yeah. yeah, uh, moving on. We're actually going to stay in the Pacific Northwest. And this one actually hits a little closer to the old heart here. And that, uh, and boat, I don't know if you saw the news that was just percolating around the golf world, uh, a few days after tiger's victory last week, but, uh, the Golf Channel's senior travel writer, Santa Rosa native Matt Janella, uh, yeah. was the first to break the news about my favorite golf destination in America—none um, other than Bandon Dunes Golf Resort. They have formally announced that Bill Cor and Ben Crenshaw will be building a fifth 18-hole golf course at the resort on the property uh, just north of where Old McDonald sits, uh, that has been known as the Sheep Ranch for many years. Uh, it is now going to be rebuilt as a eighteen hole par seventy one seven thousand yard golf course with wait for it. No bunkers. What? There are going to be no bunkers on this entire eighteen hole golf course.
1: Dude, uh that's that's kinda of cool. Yeah, that that's kind I of, mean, of a... I know I I mean I I got a really good Good buddy, Art Hoffman, who I guarantee that's going to be his favorite course he's ever played yeah. <laughs> before.
0: <laughs> uh, Art, so, this one's for you, buddy. You know, I, mean,
1: I mean, it's not so bad now. My my buddy, Art, can just plunk it in these bunkers, take his two-stroke penalty, and move it out. I thought that was a great call by the USGA. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. It's going to save Art a lot of strokes. No bonkers. That's going to be really cool. Well, I see. Here's the thing: is that you know, I mean, Bo, you obviously uh, finally had a chance to go up to Bandon Dunes for the first time, not uh, not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. Um,
1: I I couldn't go. I had to cancel. Oh,
0: you had to cancel, so you still have not been. Yeah. Okay. So. Still have not been. All right. Yeah. Well, we you know, assuming that your the uh, you, you, the health of your wrist and everything else uh, is improving, we yeah. we may just have to remedy that this uh, this year. So, um, but here's again, you played enough golf courses. you understand. Some of the hardest approach shots out of Bannon don't have bunkers on them. They're they're these like, you know, Pinehurst screens on steroids that are just crowned in every direction where unless you hit it exactly where you need to or you hit a putt too hard, you're rolling all the way off the green. I feel yeah. like, you know, bunkers aren't, they're not that much of a deterrent at Bannon as it is unless it's something gnarly like a sand dune or something like that where the idea of them just yeah. going full 18 holes of bunkerless golf, not only is it going to be fascinating because it's going to be different but I do not anticipate that it's necessarily going to make it easier to score out there at all. It, I mean,
1: you know, sometimes if a ball rolls in a bunker, it stops it from rolling somewhere worse. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If that's how a good player can look at it. Yep. But then you've got to look at it from the other side too. Uh, pace of play—that's going to help, hypothetically. Um, maintenance. You know, absolutely. There's, they're not going to have to run, run the run those crazy freaking. Bunker raker uh, carts through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, I mean, it's who knows. I know that uh, at Benna Valley, we got rid of some greenside bunkers and some uh, fairway bunkers
0: to help with pace play. Mm-hmm. Do you got? Do, do you know if uh, what what the did, did Valley ever come out with any numbers of like how much it improved the pace of play getting rid of the fairway bunkers out there?
1: Uh, I mean, maybe maybe like five or ten minutes, but when you're doing a hundred thousand rounds that's that that adds up yeah 100 you know percent. Yeah, I mean? and people now we've talked about it people now are so impatient so like the quickest you can get them off the golf course the happier they will be probably more important than how they play almost
0: you know what i mean yeah 100 yeah i i can't disagree i um yeah, I, I do sometimes think about, though, like, what what would Bennett Valley be like if it had a little bit more teeth and actually still kept some, like, fairway bunkers? I, do, I actually don't know if it would yeah. make it a better golf course, but I do I do find myself, my my mind wandering a little bit, like, hmm.
1: Yeah, aesthetically, it, it might help, but, I mean, the, the trees are so much taller now than they were than we were in high school. Yeah. It,
0: you know, not to not to talk Bennett Valley up. Bennett it Valley is not an easy golf course. No. No, and that's the thing. Unless you are hitting all you know, fairways, those trees might as well be a one-stroke penalty unless you get lucky. Like, I mean, there's there so many times out there where I'm missing the fairway by, you know, 10 feet, and I got no shot, and I'm just punching it back out in the fairway and t- taking my lumps, and I keep going. It uh, th- That golf course yeah, but, has, yeah, it, it has managed to keep a little bit of teeth despite the removal of the fairway bunkers out there.
1: If anyone from the Northern California Golf Association is listening, Whoever you keep sending to rate our golf course,
0: not very good. <laughs> poor, poor, poor showing by the and, by the uh, NCGA.
1: The, it, I think it's rated seventy-one. Um, the last guy I talked to, me, he's like, "Yeah, you guys have no fairway bunkers. Your rough isn't up." And I'm like, "One of the biggest, most popular." Busy public course in Northern California. Like, why would we want to do things that are going to slow down play?
0: I don't know, but these guys they have very strict, a very strict rubric that they're going off of. They do, and you know, admittedly, they they probably could interpret it differently at different golf courses. But these guys, they take their job, their volunteer job, wildly seriously.
1: Oh yeah, no, it's hey, they don't they don't come. Unless everything is paid for, including
0: lunch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a dirt. fact. Oh, dirtbags. Oh, okay. That's a fact. Uh, well, on that note, but, great, yeah, great retirement job. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and free lunches. You eat really well. Lots of lots of burgers. Um. So anyway, uh, Chambers Bay is reopened. The sheep ranch at uh, at Banner Dunes is underway. Um. We've known it's going to be a core Crenshaw course for a while, but now we have a tentative open date. So next year, 2020. They're going to be having soft wow. openings, so by the time the golf guide goes to its annual trip to Bannon in late 2020, that may end up being a five-day trip by that point, ladies and gentlemen. So if you're looking for a yeah, sweet fantastic. gang to go with, we got you. We got you. We'll get more details yeah. for you.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Oh, All that's, right. that's great. That's uh, now that's one more championship course than Pebble Beach.
0: That's exactly right. Which
1: you, you got four at Pebble.
0: That's, I mean. See, that's the thing, I am actually, that, that just gets me more excited to take you up to Bannon for the first time, Boat, because like, as somebody who actually has spent an extensive amount of time at Pebble Beach as an employee, um, I mean, you you think very highly of Pebble, as, as do I, as do yeah. most golfers. Oh, yeah. Um, it, uh, most of us, you know, for our entire lifetimes have considered Pebble Beach to be the creme de la creme, the apex of public but- golf resorts. Yeah. Um, but in the last decade to two decades, Bannon has slowly started to challenge their reign, and I would love to see what your thoughts were on Bannon after it has like four or five courses and can kind of go toe to toe with Pebble. Because I will say, I will tell you this: it is completely different. Like if, if you said you couldn't compare the two, I wouldn't blame you, and I, and I would yep. say you're probably right. But whoo, it is turning into a hot debate.
1: Yeah, I've heard. I've heard is the ultimate guys trip. Hundred oh, um, percent. Guys, guys, trips are right up my alley.
0: So. Yeah, yeah. And anybody who's listening uh, yeah, to this that podcast that'll, that'll regularly, they, they they know that I am a I get real hot in the pants for anything Bannerdunes related. So I, <laughs> I I am I am ready to rock. But speaking of hot in my pants, let's get to the reason that we came here in the first place. Boat, Tiger, effing Woods, won the 2019 yeah. Masters just eight days ago. We have now had that amount of time to process everything. As you look back. What do you think was the biggest shot that Tiger made in that entire tournament? I think in in the moment, it'd be easy to say 16. It would also be very easy to say 12. I'm still kind of leaning towards 12 myself, but now that you've had all this time to think back on it and process everything, what stands out as yeah. the biggest shot of the golf tournament to you?
1: When he, well, first Friday, when he shot 68 to get to six. Mm-hmm. And that smile walking up the green to the scoring area. I, and I told a lot of people this, I go, you know, that's an old smile. Yep. He's he's kind of, he's kind of smiling. Like, he knows something that we don't, <laughs> uh, and the odds makers certainly didn't, uh, when I saw that smile, I had a, uh, a little, little light bulb go off, <laughs> uh, Besides that, I think, you know, when he was struggling to win uh, on this comeback tour, he wasn't hitting good misses. When he pulled it long left on 13, uh, he knew that's where he had to miss. Right. He was still on the green, and it was a two-putt birdie. Two-putt, you make your four, and you move on. Um too many players there probably would have been hitting a gas pedal going, I have to make it three here. I have to make it three here," And he knew that where he was on the leaderboard and where he was with his game, this was probably going to be a little bit of the mid 2000 tiger where the people around him probably aren't going to be as sharp as they've been. Uh, we saw Molinari just absolutely go poop poop. Um, you know, Shawley had it going, couldn't keep it going. Uh, Dustin Johnson actually finished really strong. Uh, Kepka, where did he miss the short one? Was that on? Was that on sixteen? Where well, he missed like the the five foot birdie putt.
0: I think that was seventeen because he had very makeable birdie putts on it, seventeen it, and eighteen. It, so I think it was seventeen was is the one 17? you're thinking of. Yes,
1: yes. So. People just oh yeah no I'm not yeah and it, on 18 for sure he hit he said it broke more than he thought but deep down we know that was just a straight yank I mean Oof. he missed that he, he missed that like eight inches low
0: dude that hurts so bad in hindsight the, the fact that he actually yeah. was, he dude birdie was in his grasp on 17 and 18 and to go 0 for two and then lose to Tiger by one Whew. Yeah.
1: so that. Uh, that was when you saw the guys kind of faltering around him. You're like, "Well, we read this book before," yeah. uh, and Tiger wasn't. I don't know what happened on the second shot on 18, but he knew all he had to do was make five. Uh, I don't. I don't know what happened there. That was. He guy came up like 40 on short. So <laughs> he, he got he got the job done. He hit a really good par putt. Uh, I thought it was going to go in, but that was just. It was
0: unbelievable. Absolutely really incredible. Was. I know. I I completely agree. What? How big does this win play for the police department of Augusta, Georgia, and this gentleman oh. that almost severed Tiger's Achilles from his foot?
1: Is that Augusta PD, or is that a third party security outfit? So
0: I, I thought it was a third party security outfit for a while, but I was corrected. Somewhere along saying that was an actual police officer. Now, whether it was a police officer brought in from a different unit, I don't know, but I do know it was a badged police officer. That is what the people have told me.
1: You know, hey, maybe it was like a little kick in the butt. Honestly, man. Hey, stay sharp, Tiger. Stay sharp.
0: I hope that shot, uh, you know, isn't... I hope that is remembered because that shot may have been his most incredible old-school Tiger save of the golf tournament. The the gap that he was hitting through from there was like the size of an 11 by 14-like picture frame on your wall. Like it, it it was so small, and he hit it just right from way far away with people hanging all over him, puts it to like 8 feet and cans the birdie whilst having his legs taken out from behind. Like that was incredible, and that was, I believe, part of that Friday 68 that you were talking about that that was when you knew that something was like, oh, this is looking pretty good. Little,
1: <laughs> oh, little man. special blend in the coffee pot. Oh,
0: yeah, exactly. Can we can we talk? Can we talk
1: about the? Uh, I mean, what's he what's he chewing on there?
0: I is is he chewing on CBD gum?
1: I gotta believe. I mean. And what was Phil doing? What was that tube? What was that? Was I'm telling
0: that... you, brother. I, I think I think the CBD game is becoming wildly popular on tour. Like I I, I kid you not, I think they are using CBD all the time down there. Um, I mean, he he was chomping on that thing like whoo. big league like chew. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it obviously was working. He's feeling pretty good. <laughs> he was. It, he was smiling. <laughs> I certainly hope so. Yeah, that, it's really fascinating. Yeah. I, did, he, did he ever? I, I know somebody asked him about it in his post uh, post-round press conference. Did he ever actually?
1: Oh, he gave like the worst answer. Like, oh yeah. So I started shooting gum because it curves your your curves your hunger, and uh, I'm like, we always see you eating peanut butter and yellow sandwiches. Yeah, what the hell is that? Like his answer. Yeah. If you go if you go back and look at that answer. He was one hundred percent not gonna tell what he was chewing on. And congratulations to his management team and publicist for really shoving that yeah, yeah. <laughs> under the carpet.
0: Oh just because gonna... We haven't heard about it. Wait. Speak... We
1: haven't heard about it.
0: Speaking I of mean, publicists, his, his manager is oh probably going
1: his manager is probably calling everyone in town going, Hey, next guy that brings this back up, no more interviews. <laughs> I'm getting rid of your press badge. Uh, uh, but, yeah, the, the whole – and you know Phil's management team oh. is putting the clamps on everybody. Whatever whatever came out of that. Whatever came out of that dispenser that almost looked out like eye drops, I that I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know.
0: I'm telling you, man, I would put a lot of money that's, that, that CBD is involved, especially with Phil, but maybe with Tiger. Like, Phil, it almost like – I've actually seen, like, people – like, I've seen, like, you know – uh, like, you know, random 50- and 60-year-old folks just using those little eyedroppers, putting some CBD underneath their tongue. Uh, It does yeah. help a lot. Now, here's the thing. It, even though it's, it has zero psychoactive qualities to it, is that legal in Georgia? I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know. Oh, so many questions we have to have I answered. Oh. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, well, Okay. So... Is there, what What do you think is the one thing you will remember most about Tiger's victory? I mean, my my thought is immediately to, to go right to where you did at the top of the podcast when I think of oh. Tiger going to hug his son. I mean, is, is that. Yeah, the, my answer is my
1: answer's not changing there. That yeah. was, that was, uh, nothing's going to top that for me. Yeah. Um, the, the, the Seashaw on 16 was special. He's had so many good moments at 16, yeah. but uh, nothing's going to top the hug for me.
0: No, no, I completely agree. And really just the, uh, just, you know, as you mentioned, him giving him his dad that hug, and then you know, twenty two years later, giving his son his, a hug, literally in the exact same spot on the exact precise piece of ground for that same thing to happen, um, just yeah, I, I I've even just oh, listening. watching, <laughs> well, watching
1: Sam, <laughs> watching Sam strut up the hill with the backwards Nike hat and Nike just swag. i like. <laughs> When's this kid going to be on tour
0: when he's 13? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that, kid, that kid has a little bit more mature swag than the average kid. Uh, well, you know, he's feeling it, man. He's really feeling it.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. That was cool. That I mean, that was cool for his kids to, you know, I'm sure everyone's told him, but that'd be really cool to watch his dad dominate.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, another random you know,
0: observational standpoint for you, my friend. Has Jim Nance's job security ever been higher? He's dude,
1: he's unfireable.
0: He's unfireable. He was dropping lines in this match, like he was just outwardly throwing shade at players in ways that I don't ever recall Jim Nance doing. And then yeah. he comes into Butler Cabin. Tiger wins, and he drops the line. Well, a different hairline, but a familiar result. <laughs> and I just, and I just thought to myself, like, this guy is wildly confident. He knows he is not going anywhere. This is incredible.
1: That's a great call. What, what's Tiger going to do? Nothing. He's going to do absolutely like, nothing. Jim Reds. Well, <laughs> what Tiger. Top security let, at an all-time let me, high. Let me, circle with, let me circle back. What Tiger needs to do is give himself an adult haircut like yeah, the rest of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the rest of the ball community. He's got to give up, man.
0: It. He's got to give up. He can't be holding on to it like that. It's It's not a good look. I mean... Either that, or he needs to contact LeBron's air guy. <laughs> Get uh, some of that little baby paint. No man. I mean, it certainly would be better than what he's got going right now. It's, for as much Claire as Grant. I love the guy. Woo!
1: Yeah. Not Claire a great
0: look. Go ahead, please. All right. ESPN
1: on social media. Nobody cares that seven years ago, this date... LeBron had 32, 11, and 12. Nobody cares. I literally, on the on one post, I just said, Stop. <laughs> the baby's out of the playoffs. I couldn't be happier. Just this date set. ESPN, you're so, well, you're not really, but hypothetically, <laughs> you're better than that. Right. <laughs> Nobody cares. LeBron had a Stat padding triple double seven years ago today. It would
0: be hard for me Just to stop. really. It really would be hard for me to care
1: less. <laughs> Just stop. Nobody cares about the baby.
0: Did they really actually put that out? Like did ESPN, like stats and info, like uh, Twitter there's, put that out today. Been
1: like, there's been like, been like multiple ones. Just oh. searching for likes. Just God, that hurts. talk about talk about the Jazz making the. The Rockets look terrible tonight. God. Talk about
0: that. That is really, really disappointing. <laughs> they're, they're digging. They're digging. Oh, man. Uh, question. Did you see the picture? That was, that was my rant brought to you by Coors Light. Yes, perfect. See, now
1: I'm an influencer, Kyle.
0: <laughs> I'm not just a blogger anymore. <laughs> I'm an influencer. Uh, you're going cross, <laughs> <laughs> cross platforms, bro. You go from the, from the audio to the written word, to the photography, I mean, you, you are you are cross-platforming. Cr- I mean, it just the level of influence you have is is aspirational. I I do look up to you a great deal.
1: I, I've got a story for you. I, I had to mention this. Please, uh, Jr. Stone from uh, a local Bay Area news network posted a picture of a window in the city, and it was a handwritten note that said "Ready now, forty nine hundred dollars, two bedroom." one bath pets were uh ne- negotiable i think or <laughs> pet something uh pets pet, basically like maybe pets and then she she wrote her cell phone number <laughs> so i am i see this out at the comes club today i see this and i'm like oh this is too good so i go hey coach mike seinbeck i mean she lobbed it up. I got to knock her out of the park, right? <laughs> so I I, I text Marla at the 415 number with, is there any wiggle room on the 4900? <laughs>
0: <laughs> and she responds, to this? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait, and this is in Santa Rosa? This is in the city. Oh, this, this is, is in city. San Francisco. Oh, my gosh. Still, that's yes. unbelievable. Is it negotiable? Is there any wiggle room?
1: Is there, the- any, wiggle room? Hey, is, is there any wiggle room on the $4,900 two bedroom now? Wow. That is incredible. <laughs> and a- then Matt Gopal goes, People actually want to live in Dolores Park? <laughs> <What> oh,
0: do <you laughs> uh, my God. That is phenomenal. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming that uh, the answer used her, was no. Used her cell phone number. No wiggle room yeah, on no, the I dollars.
1: There still might be. I, <laughs> I mean, if I if I say, "Hey, we met in a, in that bar last last week." Uh, this is Steve. Uh, <laughs> maybe maybe four thousand eight hundred.
0: <laughs> just looking for some kind of a break. Forty nine. Just don't quite have the cheddar to make it happen. Forty seven. <laughs> I got you. I got you at four thousand seven hundred. Uh, so funny. oh what a world we live in oh man boat yeah. this, this is fun man this is great Do uh, you got any other oh wait i have one last thought on tiger before we uh before we hit the hair hey, my man did you see the photos of yeah. tiger out with his lovely girlfriend uh is it erica herman is that, is that her name tiger out at, out at the woods restaurant in jupiter florida rocking the green jacket in public alas oh. sergio wimbledon crushing it
1: I saw him take a picture with uh, uh, a fan, uh, a restaurant goer, and uh,
0: that's pretty cool. Yeah, good. I'm actually, I'm just stoked to see him as stoked on being a champion because I feel like we never would have seen Tiger wearing a green jacket out in public after his last three Masters wins. Um, yeah. Like it was, you know, he was it was more of like a been there, done that, like you know, act like you've been there before. Where he just seems genuinely ecstatic and relieved and happy, like any other Masters champion would be to the point where he's actually taken it off the Augusta National Grounds and is proudly wearing that green jacket out to various social activities. Good on you, Tiger Woods.
1: That was very cool. Hey, before we wrap up, I think we we need to touch about the entire leaderboard and just how special it was and how spoiled we were. I agree. Uh, I agree.
0: And, in the, and not just place, good at final. Tiger Woods. All four days it was excellent. That's the crazy part. That was great. It was good from start to finish.
1: Dustin Johnson. Xander, Kepka, Day, Simpson, Molinari, Pinel, Rom, Cantley, Fowler, Watson, Thomas, Kucher, Poulter, all in the top twelve. That was fantastic. That is, and we're going to circle back. I am really lucky that none of my players off my no chance roster made the top ten. <laughs>
0: Right. <laughs> to be fair, I actually got a lot of feedback on the no chance list to the point where the, the listeners have demanded that we bring a no chance list to every major championship preview this year. I, I hope you are ready.
1: Gotta do it. Oh, yeah. it's gotta, gotta do it. Gotta happen.
0: Oh, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, ha- have you ever seen a more stacked leaderboard at a major championship? And like I, I, I don't ever recall the leaderboard looking quite like that.
1: No, that was great. Uh, speaking
0: of our, our listeners, uh saw T Tarcinha on uh on Sunday, and he, he's a big fan of the podcast. Big yeah. fan of you. Yes, should be. <laughs> Appreciate it. But, uh, a lot. Yeah, yeah, the old big fan. Oh, Petey, Petey Pedro. Uh it's beautiful. Yeah. Uh yeah, man. It's uh fuck, I just can't believe how good that leaderboard was. Really the, the thing you were to mention about Kepka, um, is it weird that despite how I've never really been a Kepka fan, that I was kind of hoping that he'd make one of those birdies on 18 just to make Tiger work for it a little harder.
1: Tiger, yeah, Tiger should have had to make par.
0: Yeah, I mean it's on, like
1: on the on the last hole. Oh. That was kind of like that was kind of like deflating at the end, but then like that only lasted like three seconds.
0: Yeah, exactly. You're
1: like, oh man, his kids here, his his daughter flew in because she lost a soccer tournament. Jim Nance has buttered that up. Uh, <laughs> just that was it would have been. I mean, if he would have had to birdie to win, that would have been like. Oh. But the thing is, I don't think they lost any ratings. No one was turning it off.
0: Nobody was turning that you off. Know? That that is a fact. Yeah. yeah. That is a fact.
1: Yeah, that, was, that was. really really cool. But yeah, kept, kept those missed putts. And remember, remember a two pounds horn. I, I. I said he'd be close this year. but I don't think he'll get one.
0: Well. What we got is tw- is Tiger Woods winning the twenty nineteen Masters. I'm I'm mildly now, happy with the I result.
1: To, now all I have to dodge is Kepka not, not winning one of the last three in the way he played the first two days. It's not looking good. <laughs> oh yes.
0: Well, I'll tell you what, that guy I mean, is there anybody you'd put more money on to win more major championships over the next like eight years than Brooks Kepka right now?
1: Uh, the simple answer is no.
0: No, dude, his golf swing looks so goddamn good. I cannot believe how powerful that guy's golf swing is. It it almost it's doesn't a, make it's sense a, it's, to
1: me. It's completely official. The oh. guy does not care about regular tour events. He doesn't at all.
0: Which, to be fair, like the, it's kind of Tigerish, which I respect.
1: Oh, yeah. No, that's hey. He he's following the guideline. Uh, yeah. but <laughs> the, the guy the. The guy doesn't, like, I, when he's looking at his, when, I bet when he's, like, looking at his regular season schedule, he's literally leaving it up
0: to his girlfriend. Yeah. Like, where do you want to go? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, I'm, he's like, I'm good either way.
0: <laughs> I'm good either way. As long as I'm at these four tournaments, I'll play whatever, like, you know, other 19 that I'm, like, required to play in, and then we will go.
1: He's like, I'm, I'm going to make five mil max combined in the majors. So not worried about the money list, not worried about (laughs) the next (laughs) points. Where do you want to go
0: vacation? Oh man. Speaking of which, crazy enough, Tiger Woods won over $2 million for his master's win. Has has there been enough? Is that the first time that a major champion has won more than $2 million for, for taking home first place?
1: I think so. I think so. I think it's been like 1.8 recently. That is a delightful payday. There's so much money. The purse is so ridiculous. So you got Johnson, Shoffley and Kepka. uh, all time per second, Dude, they each got like 856 <laughs> grand. That
0: is a lot a of money. Three, a three way tie per second. That would be me. I, I, for whatever reason, my Skype just decided to quit randomly, but we are back. We are back and we are live.
1: <laughs> we're back. Just like Tiger, we're back. Just like Tiger, we're hey. back.
0: They can't keep us hey. down. Uh,
1: I think we should probably mention the biggest Tiger fan. May he rest in peace be Ranger Drapist. Mm. Can you imagine? You think we're not over the wind. Oh my gosh. (laughs) He's up there in heaven. He's up there in heaven at some golf course. We don't know what it's called. But he is picking up baskets on the range, walking past everyone going, how about that Tiger man?
0: (laughs) Oh God, that puts a smile on my face. he
1: Uh, He might still have some yoo on his upper upper uh, <laughs> lip, uh, probably just got done stealing a Kit Kat from the snack bar or a donut if they were still out, and he is just oh, how about that? How about time. That? Oh,
0: that is absolutely phenomenal. I, oh Ranger, may he rest in peace. That is quite literally the best capper on a podcast one could ever even try to plan for. I. Boat, that was perfectly executed. Couldn't agree
1: more, Dreyfo.
0: To Drayfo. To Dreyfo. To Tiger. Boat, thank you very much for joining me, man. This was awesome. Do you have any parting notes you want to share with our listeners before we bid them adieu for this week?
1: No, no. Talk to them soon. Let's <laughs> keep this thing going. Let's influence her. Influence her. Let's, Influencer. Influencer.
0: let's Infli- keep this thing going. All right. We are going to continue to influence. I don't know if I'll be back with you next Monday night as we've been doing. I am actually going to be up finally previewing Gamble Sands with my own two eyes and my golf swing next Sunday and Monday, and then I'll be at Chambers on Tuesday. So maybe we might have to reconvene on Wednesday of next week to uh, do a little trip recap uh, and then uh, touch base on everything going on with the Zurich this past weekend. That's not good to you? Wednesdays are good for me, Kyle. I like that. Okay, good. Good. Perfect. Well, on that note, both thank you very much. Thank you to everybody listening. We will catch you all next time. Excellent. Thank you again to Jess and thank you, the listener, for enjoying not just this podcast, but actually making it to the very end. You guys are true champions. Uh and if you've made it this far, you at least gotta put through just a real quick pitch. If you guys have not already, the best way you can support this podcast is to leave us a review on iTunes. When you do that, it really, really helps us out. Um, and then also if you guys are looking for some discount golf, another great way to support the podcast is to visit GolfGuide.net and find a you know find a golf course to uh, play inside of our store and save yourself you know twenty to seventy percent off on your greens fees in the process. GolfGuide.net is the place. Visit the store, buy some golf, play some golf. Really that simple, folks. All right, until next week. Thank you again, everybody. We'll talk to you. Adios.